to uh, cries in Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah. I mean, it's weird for us because we've just been talking about it for an hour. But but yeah, so uh, we ended up having to split this up. This is Gabby. And I'm Liska. And yeah, we are back with Christ in Norwegian. And this time, for reals, we're going to talk about Norris season. Yeah. And not just talk about talking about Norris season. <laughs> um, but uh, if if you listened to our Scammed España episode, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're going to talk about it some more next time. Not today, because today it's all about Nora and her season and William and all of our complicated feelings about him. Yes. Yeah, but so I think we kind of wanted to just start overall of like... Well, slightly different format too we're going to try, right? Where yeah. We're going to talk about more. Because the episodes get complicated, well, dense, and um, we have a lot to say, uh, and they get longer, we're going to try just talking more about topics rather than going scene by scene. Yeah, not, 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 not completely a recap format like we were doing. Uh, and just sort of like big picture sort of themes and storylines and our feelings about them is what we're going to try to do. Yeah, and the observations. So hopefully, and observations, hopefully that will work out. Um, and I think we originally, it's funny, this would be a perfect place to talk about the things that I said about my brother, but we can talk about that later. Hopefully eh. you've already listened to that. But uh, basically the gist of it is we've had complicated feelings about the season ever since the time that we saw it, but I'm kind of excited to be watching it with an actual critical eye because mm-hmm. uh, I, I I don't think I did that the first two times I saw it I was it was more like hey let's enjoy it or what I didn't or did not enjoy it just like gut feeling wise but now I really want to sort of like get down to the like to really look at this season as a whole why did it resonate so much in Norway and and really it really cemented the success of the show and without it we wouldn't have the rest of the season and maybe the rest of the show and maybe the fucking eight adaptations right. so thank you Nora and William for that that doesn't mean we're 100% on board, uh, but we are excited to discuss what works and what doesn't about Nora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm finding there's a lot to like, so. Well, you said that you you enjoyed these two episodes way more than you thought you were yeah. going to. Yeah, yeah. So, on the one thing I, in general, am really enjoying is, like I said, how complex they are, both in their filmmaking and storytelling. So, where, like, individual scenes are doing so much, and the plots of the episode, um, or the two episodes that we watched, are so interwoven and pushing each other forward in like a really skillfully done way uh which yeah. I really really liked which seemed even more I mean they would have episodes and scenes that did that in the in the first season but I feel like from the get-go this one is doing that um with the whole like especially with um Nora Vilda and William mm-hmm. and the kind of complicated motivations of that um, I'm also, because I do really like Nora's character, I really love that we get to see her make bad decisions. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know why, but it's, it's so enjoyable. It is, it, yeah, I'm excited to talk about that in a little bit more in detail, uh-huh. but it is kind of fascinating to be like, you're wrong a lot of the time about yeah. what Nora is doing, because I'm, it's not like I'm saying William is correct, that is not what I'm saying, I'm saying that like, She's she's not as well. It's this really fine line of like, yeah. is she doing this really for her friend Vilda's sake or for yeah. her own? Or are, can you even separate those? Two yeah. Things? So I thought that was um, okay. I yeah, love that, that. I think and I think a lot of the I think a lot of our discussion is gonna go around that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, hold off on it. So hold off on it for now. But yeah, I thought that was a really interesting thing to point out in a lot of ways. Um, what else? Uh, one thing that also occurred to me. I think as a broad thought for this season is we're having these complicated feelings about her relationship with William because I think she's having them. And because I think a big theme of the season is uh, how to be 
how to be the aware, I, I don't know, enlightened, I hate using that word to some extent, but like sort of this, you know, aware girl that she is and uh, finding herself falling for these tropes. And so I feel like yes. uh, it, it's almost like it's this, I mean, I think it is the skill of the show and the filmmakers, or, you know, the showrunners rather, that that is putting these thoughts in our in our heads and that we're supposed to be thinking and feeling all this confusion. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and I, the, the, now I remember what I was trying to say, which is I agree with you in that this is the most ambitious of the seasons so far. And I think with ambition, it, it come problems. Like, right. So I give her props for trying to do uh, Julie everything that she is trying to do. Yeah. But she's only one woman, you know? Right, right, uh, right. <laughs> I know we think she can do it all. <laughs> I know I have a little shrine to her in my bedroom, but... <laughs> But yes, yeah, so episode one of season two is called If Only You'd Kept Your Promises. And it premiered in March 2016. If you want to feel like time <laughs> just flash, passes by. Yes. So I think the first thing that we should talk about is sort of like the bus and the girl oh, yeah. squad because that's where, in a lot of ways, that's what ties all the seasons together to uh-huh. some extent, and that's um, it's it's still an integral part of the show, even if uh, we never get to see it. Yes, which is such a bummer. Anyway, so I didn't take a ton of notes on this, but uh, my memory is basically Vilda comes in and she's found them. Oh yes, she's found them a sponsor, which is the tanning salon, and this is uh, one of my favorite things that I've noticed watching these episodes is how much feminist Nora really comes uh-huh. out uh-huh. and this is like her rant uh, for basically both of these episodes is against uh, that she is not going to be sponsored by a tanning salon because they're basically part of the problem about women and self-image and all of that and she's not gonna per- partake in this in any sort of way yeah yeah I feel like that's part of what made me think about the about what I said earlier about how we're meant to be conflicted about her relationship because um, they ratchet up her feminism. Yes, a lot. <laughs> in and contrast it, to yeah, the relationship she's getting into. Yeah, and it's really interesting because, uh, I mean, she's so right. I mean, I, I don't want to... What she's saying, there's nothing wrong with what she's saying. I know, I uh, know. Like, intellectually, I agree with it. Yeah. Like, you go, girl. Yeah. But then there's Vilda kind of being like, I mean, it's it's literally a sign, like, this it's big. Patch. It's a tiny, tiny yeah. patch. No we need one, money. Yeah, Vilda has a great line where she says, I... Uh, I think this is a, like, we all need to be happy with what the decisions we're making, but we also need money, um, which I think is a really good encapsulation of the kind of moral compromises we have to make well, with, and- between our beliefs and, and the way we have to live our lives. And I really admire Nura for, yeah. for well, at least at first. I think in the end she does say, like, okay, whatever, I don't care, um, which is also reasonable. And, like, yeah. we, each of us, make a thousand compromises every yeah, day of course. On, on things. But I, I also really admire her sticking by her principles and saying, like, I don't want to participate in this system. But then they get into great conversations, too. I think it's uh, yeah. Vilda who challenges her on, like, well, you wear lipstick, don't you? Yes, that is. Which kind of, so they. That is the next episode. Oh, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Okay. I mean, we can talk about feminist Nora as a whole, Yeah, I think. yeah. Yes, uh, and and I think that's a, it's a big conversation in it is, among it, women. It is a big conversation among women all the time. Like, yeah. Nora, literally Nora, probably out of any of the characters, has the most distinctive look. Yes. Like her, like... Her very... 
I think they call it Toehead. She's so blonde. Yeah. And, uh, almost her, white. and her, like, very, very red uh, lipstick. lipstick. Mm-hmm. And, like, just, like, her stripes, usually. Right, like, right. There's, but she does dress, she's not sexy no, in her clothing. not at all. Um, which is also interesting, but she, but, she have a, but she is very classy. But she's very striking, and she looks like someone who takes time to make herself presentable and yeah. look good. Yeah. And so brings up this question of like who are you doing it for? And, and, and she her, says it's for herself, but come on. I mean And like, well Vilda says, what's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a lot of the discussions, like you see this over and over on Tumblr when uh-huh. it's like makeup is part of this uh, industry that is like part of and I'm like, again, nothing that you say is wrong. Uh yeah, sure sure maybe you're putting on makeup, uh to get some male or female attention. Maybe you're putting on makeup to make yourself look pretty. Where is it all ultimately coming from? Like, I don't know. It's because, it's yeah, because you want to look, you want to, as long as you are looking the way you are happy with out yeah. in the world and, and and are comfortable with the attention you're getting or not getting, that's, yeah. that's what I think it's all I think about. what Vilda is trying to point out a little bit, but she doesn't have the vocabulary to do it. So uh-huh. it's to say, why does everything have to be absolutes with you, Nora? Right. Like <laughs> it's this or that, and there's no in between. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Vilda, it's not like she's like this like knowledgeable person, but I think she lives in a more much more real world than Nora does at times. Practical, let's practical, say. and she's yeah. like. I mean, bottom line, who cares what you're doing it, you're still doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're not, we're not killing anyone here, we're, it's a tiny patch, yeah. and we're going to get a good amount of money for the boss, which is her job, which is to yeah. get money that and doesn't mean That doesn't mean she's not listening to what Nora's saying. Yes, and, and she's being so gracious, and, and saying like, well, let's have a team meeting, she doesn't want to put the foot down for Nora, and Nora has a rare, ungracious, I mean, I think it's her first really, un, like, mean, actually, yeah scene where um she says well i'm i'm out if you're gonna accept this sponsorship i'm out she's yeah. flat out because because she genuinely in a lot of ways she genuinely thinks that she's better than Vilda. she thinks she's better than william she thinks she's better That's than true. a lot of the people around her yeah and um mm. i mean yeah yeah i mean that doesn't mean she's not uh she's I amazing mean, but but she definitely has a bit of a superiority complex, yeah, that's complex. True. and because we're seeing the world from yeah. her point of view i think it comes out a little bit more uh, right. than maybe it did before because there's this moment where she says this thing, and I can't remember if it was this episode, or, yeah, I think it's this episode, where she's like, I don't care about the bus that much, it's not that important to me, I only did it because I wanted to meet, I wanted to hang out with Eva and Sana. And then she leaves out Chris and Vilda. Yeah, and, I, and, then, and then Chris is like, hey, and she's like, you know I love you too, and I was like, what about Vilda? Like, yeah, and also, no, Chris doesn't know that, like, yeah. you can't just say, I wanted to hang out with just these two girls. Um, especially when we know that one of Chris's insecurities is, like, how much... What role does she play in her friend's life? Right. And, like, how essential is she to them? Uh, is she just, like, that funny friend, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I, and I was just like, man, that's such a weird thing to say. Uh, it, it kind of threw me off. I will say, just for the record, because I, like, for myself, I feel like saying this, feminism is a much broader and, uh, there's, there's a more political and a more even sociological element to feminism that doesn't get brought up in this show this is like feminism light it's like it's like what we deal with in our everyday lives kind yes of, which is great and fine i just wanted to acknowledge it as no like, no for sure um i mean and i think i would have love to have a conversation with nora about inter inter um intersectional feminism yes, and yeah, all totally. that and i think she would be game to have it uh-huh. uh but yeah i think she, and i but i i do i admire the show for doubling down in that yes this is she is a feminist. Her she feels very strongly about her opinions, and all that. Because I don't, I don't think we've seen that as much with 
uh, any of the other Noras in adaptations, and I wonder if it's something that will just come out in their season, or if it's something that's been toned down. Uh, and I love Nora for it, and for having her convictions, uh, even if she is judgy about it, even if she is a bit <laughs> a like, pain in the butt about, about it, about it. Uh, and even if she isn't always right, but you know. Yeah. Do you know this conversation about beauty also reminds me of that clip from uh, Scam España with the hijab, where basically what they come down to is like, where what like, why do you wear a bikini? Because I like the way it makes me feel. Well, that's exactly why I don't wear one, or why I wear a hijab. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like that's also where the conversation about lipstick comes yes. down to with the two of them as well. Yeah, and it's, and it's really, really interesting. And, so, like, and because I have the freedom to choose for myself what I want. Yeah, and I think now that I think about the seasons all as, like, as a whole, Vilda, again, I think is the one that would have benefited from having her own point of view because she's like the antagonist in a lot of ways uh, she's used constantly as the source of conflict as the yeah, one so that true. like sort of challenges the opinion of her main in a lot of ways yeah, yeah it's uh, true even with sana yeah and with sana i think the problem is like when because it's about her sana's faith we react so strongly against it right uh whereas in in this in- instance and even in eva's like it's it's You're... it's not it's not as big it is a big deal but you're you don't want to say, oh my God, Vilda, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, you're a little bit more like, okay, I get where you're coming from for for a lot of yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, also it's her job to make this boss happen. She's like yes, captain and, or whatever. Yeah, and so that inherently will put her in a a little bit of antagonistic position as well, um, in an interesting way. Yeah, you're so right about that. Yeah, so I, I like that. I like that we get the girl squad. They're still like strong, uh-huh. uh, even if they they're having these discussions. Uh, I like that we're still talking about the bus, uh, and then, yeah, they, and that they're still hanging out, and they're, like, mm-hmm. important in each other's lives. Yeah, um, yeah. Girl Squad is still strong, and friendships are great. Besides, I guess, feminism as a theme, another one that strongly stands out in these episodes is just relationships in general. Yeah. And it looks like they're, from the outset, positing a few different types of relationships. I mean, there's sort of the relationship in the broad sense of the word, like, between oneself and one's body. Yeah. Um... Which is part of the beauty discussion. Um, there's, but probably no. Well, I mean, that is that is interesting, and and I feel like we're gonna talk much about that later on, uh, because of Vilda's storyline this season. But even with Nora, who does not think of herself as someone who cares about what she looks like, she's a she is a pretty girl. Oh, she very and much she, cares, and she knows. I know, but she likes to say that she, she does. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a pretty girl, and she knows it. Yeah, like, and there's there's something that comes with that. Yes, yeah. Um, that's worth sort of looking into. Totally, totally. Yeah, the... I don't know if you've ever seen Josephine, the actress, on Twitter, on Instagram, mm. but she's, like, she's stunning, and she's, like, traveling all the time, so she's just, like, in Spain, and this, like, <laughs> and, and I'm just like, you're so beautiful! Yeah, oh, yeah, that actress is stunning. Okay, actually, I mean, I don't know where you were going with that, but I, I do agree that there... I, I like the different relationships, sort of, uh-huh. the one that I was thinking about a lot as in these two episodes, but um, in this one, uh, is Evan Yunas. Yeah, that's where I was going. Okay, that's, that's where I thought you were going. <laughs> okay. Uh, because um, it's, it's interesting. Basically, Eva and Yunas are still hanging out as friends. Yes, that awkward, And like... Eva, Eva, so, sorry, I keep saying Eva because I'm trying, I'm used to saying Eva. Oh, Nora yeah. comes into Eva's room sort of to hang out with her and sees her, sees that Yunus and uh, Eva are still hanging out, and her face throughout that whole scene... I know, it's is priceless! Am- ...is amazing. <laughs> uh, 
basically she's just like what is going on here this yeah. is not right basically eva is giving uh yuna's advice on how to hook up with other girls and they're just like with like an o-o-er yes <laughs> and they're just like i don't know how to say that in yeah and they're just like hanging around yes. and uh, I, I so i i love the way that those two th- these two episodes um play with the eva or continue the eva jonah story yeah um Especially and this, yeah, this one just ends with her, with Jonas not getting back to her about the party that she's supposed to right, go with him. Right, And, and so, it's, it's that, I, like, they were kind of their first true love, which when they broke up, they broke up on, like, good terms, let's say. Um, you don't want to, like, go of, so you, you, you embark on this, like, let's be friends thing, and inherently you're going to run into issues of what happens when you start dating other people. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, they're so important in each other's lives that There's they're no not, room for anyone else. Yeah, and they're not they're and they're not ready to let go, even though it's not right. the healthy thing to do. Right. And that's sort of what Nora's face is saying. Well, and at the end of this episode, Eva finds out. Well, it's kind of hinted at Jonas is ready to let go. Yes, she's the one who's yeah. Less well, so. yeah, that's that. I think the other episode talks about that more. This one is sort of a bit of a wake-up call because so it's all fun and games in this one it's like oh look at us we're still hanging out we can be friends we're exes, we talk about each other's sex exes, it's uh, fine yeah. and and when the girl squad the girl squad makes plans to hang out she's like oh no i can't i already have plans with Jonas. and then when that day actually comes up he's a no-show right and it's like she can't be upset she's not his girlfriend anymore he's right. not uh and yet and yet the hurt is so evident yes uh, yeah it's so well done so so i thought that was uh they're laying down a really interesting dynamic between yes. Eva and Jonas. And kind of playing, like, um, where the relationship themes parallel the feminism themes, I think one thing that you could extrapolate from that, from the Eva Jonas thing, is the need to be the cool girl. Yes. Uh, to be the girl the guys can hang out with. Yeah. The girl that guys can talk about their sex lives with. Yep. Which is a real pressure, and um, I think it's natural to some people, and it's great. Yeah, and she, she has, like... Put herself in that role because she feels it's the only way to keep him so, in her yes. in her life. Yeah. Uh, so and it's and it's, so it's a little bit sad in this. Context. Yes, it's still fascinating to watch. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't want to make a Scamitalia reference, but I just I, I can't help it. Go for it. It's interesting because Scamitalia season two make the shift that it's not uh, Nora's uh, mm-hmm. season; it's Martino's. It's Isaac's season. We see a lot more of uh, Giovanni of the Jonas character. Uh huh. And he's kind of the one pining after Eva oh, in that version. So I don't know if it's uh, this is who this character is or if it's just like this makes for a more interesting storyline for the friend to be the one pining because that's the point of view that we get. Yeah. So Ava, oh, she's ready to move on and yet she's pining a little bit. And whereas in here it's, it's the opposite. It's yeah. like Giovanni like still has all of these strong feelings for Eva and she's the one who's kind of ready right, 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 to right. move on. Even though their friend groups are still but very much... Uh, connect it to some extent right so yeah so yeah that'll be interesting to watch for me too to see how they uh yeah how they change that i want to talk about one of my favorite characters in the whole of scam and it's this is the episode that finally introduces to the collective which is where nora lives and she has two roommates lynn who's really a minor character she uh Lynn is she mopes around the apartment. Mopes around the apartment. I'm pretty sure Lynn is clinically depressed, and should I get some help? As much as I love her, that lovely girl. Uh, but uh, mainly, we're here to talk about Eskil because Eskil is the best. Because he is the best, and he might have the best introduction yes. in the history of Scam. Let's set up the scene. 
Uh, Nora is uh, cooking breakfast. Uh-huh. I mean, cooking dinner. She's cutting up vegetables. She's the only person in the show that I believe actually eats vegetables. Is she vegetarian? Not that it, not that it matters, but there's something they, they said in this episode that made me think that, and I can't remember now what it is. Uh, maybe. I don't know, because she makes the potatoes later. Uh, when we get to the potatoes later, I will tell you some history about Nora and potatoes and Norway. Uh, <laughs> but that is, like, in a couple of episodes. Uh, anyway. I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. And then, um, wait, Nora, potatoes. Uh, S-Q. We're getting uh, to S-Q. <laughs> uh, and she goes to get her drawer, it's good to get her pasta from her shelf, because they have those shelves because roommates. Uh-huh. Um, and... There's no pasta gone, which means one of her lovely roommates finished it. Uh, so she goes to Lynn. She's Lynn says, I didn't do it. And then she goes to Eskil's room, and the music from The Lion King, The Circle <laughs> yeah. of Life, is the playing. The Circle of Life is playing. Which if Very you, loudly. Yeah, which if you have any of the Scam uh, sound, uh, playlist, it's there. And I, is it, it? It makes me laugh every single time that it shows up. So she tries to talk to Eskil. He doesn't answer. She opens the door. And there's his naked butt. <laughs> yeah, yep. with a guy. With a guy. Uh, there's a blowjob situation. I, they kept calling it BJ. I think I don't yeah. know. It was it was very cute. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, okay, cool." And qu- very quickly closes the door. <laughs> so embarrassed. And then Eskel comes out. One thing I noticed watching it this time, I'm, I, I think I have to go back and f- confirm this, but as she's walking away from the door, she's blushing. I think so. And I just think that's like that's such an incredibly high acting thing i know it's it sounds stupid but like it's a physical response yeah it's not a thing that you can control so when someone is blushing that means she is so in that moment feeling as that character is that her body is physically reacting yeah, yeah. wow sorry my eyes are watering out not <laughs> related to the discussion just is it the uh, cat I don't no, know. you have a cat. Yeah, and a dog. So it's neither of those yeah. things. Anyway. Yeah, so then Eskil then leaves the room and she's like, don't worry about don't, it. Don't, it. Don't worry about we're it. We're good. Don't worry. Uh, and, Just don't eat the pasta. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, then, and then she goes into the kitchen, the little uh, oh, at yeah. the end, and she kind of is like, what's this in the garbage? And she pulls out a used condom. Yeah. Which I believe is not Lynn's. Oh, <laughs> uh, So basically, to break it down we learn about Nora's living situation she doesn't live with her parents that's something we'll talk about later and so she has two roommates um and one of them is Eskil and we love him and he's amazing and he actually does more this episode um we find out a little bit more about their dynamic it seems that he's older it's never really implied like I think they do discuss that he works or something. God, I don't know if he works, but I think in, I don't know if it's even in the season or later seasons, but I think they talk about him and Lynn graduating already. Yeah. And, uh, so they're at least, and they're what, first years or second years? Second years, I can't remember now. Um, I think they're second years in this school. Uh, I thought thought he had a job. No, 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 I mean, uh, the, the crew, Jonas and Eva and everyone, they're second years, right? Oh, they're, they're still first years. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, they're still first years. So out of four years, that means Eskil is quite a bit older because he already graduated. Yeah, out of three years, though. Out of three. It's, it's okay. Three years. Yeah. Still. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but what I find interesting is that even in this, uh, in this collective, when it seems like she's the youngest of the bunch, she is still always comes up as the responsible one. That's, like, her role always uh-huh. and forever. Like, a lot of her discussions with Eskil are about money, uh, where he's basically asking her uh-huh. to lend him money. <laughs> 
Um, and then she will use that to get a favor out of him for money. Yes, which I want to talk more about Esco, but I feel like the ne- that next part is connected to the to whole... The Vilda to thing. the Vilda yeah. thing, so maybe we'll take a second to do that. Um, I just want to point out, like, I love that character so much. Um, he is gay, if you didn't know people listening. Uh, and, oh, yeah. And he is... A big part of his character. It's a big part of his character. It's going to be a big part of he's gonna be a big part of the coming seasons especially Isak's season and this will be our time to mention Isak for a second uh-huh. uh Isak does make an appearance in one scene in this episode in one scene in both episodes yes, I think. yeah in this episode. both times making out with Sara Sara yeah I can remember her name uh, I think it's Sara I wrote Sara yeah I, I never think you're checked. Right. and uh but it's funny he's basically the open he's basically in the opening scene of the episode just like uh, making out with Sara. Macking with the yeah, yeah. In eating, a classroom. Eating her face in yeah. a classroom, which apparently that's a thing he likes because we also have, eventually have that with with, uh, with Evan. Evan yeah. But uh, neither here nor there. And all the girls, all the girl squad is watching or reacting to it at uh-huh. different moments in the scene. But I particularly love the look that Eva and, uh, and Nora, Nora yeah. give each other. Yeah, because they saw his they're, phone. Yeah, they're like, uh, we've seen your porn history. <laughs> so uh, you trying to fool them. Yeah, no one, no one believes this. Yeah, but even so, even though we see him. He never interacts with uh, with Nora or Eva, Eva at this point, uh, so I thought that was like an interesting. Yeah, in choice. fact, there's a point that is made that when the girls meet up with some, I can't remember who else is in the scene, but he's there with Sada. Oh, he they they want to talk to the Pepsi Max girls, and yes, yeah. with Sada, and then he immediately leaves. He doesn't even say a word to them, which I think was probably a logistics issue where that actor had a scheduling concern. Um, that he couldn't be there for a lot of the filming, but also I think we're supposed to take out of it that he and Eva are. Uh, still sort of dealing with their fallout, which from... which makes sense because, like I said, I've, I've I, like I've said here before, I saw season three before any other season, so I basically had very little information about what the Girl Squad was and their relationships beforehand. So when in the when the last season finale, Eva's all like, "We used to hang out all the time." I was like, "You did." <laughs> Uh, so that was kind of like a big reveal when I went back to season yeah. one, and I was like, they did hang out all the time. Yeah. I think I, I think at that point I must have had some idea of what had happened in season mm-hmm. one without watching it. But yeah, I, I had, I didn't know that there was like friendship with a capital F. You know, yeah. they were friends yeah, for yeah, real. Yeah. Which, from what I, I want, and now I'm very intrigued about how what Scam Spain is gonna do because that whole friendship of those two characters is something that all the two adaptations that I've seen the most of really have taken care of uh, building on and uh, sort of like making that relationship really important. Mm-hmm. So I think so that the betrayal hurts and yet they've meant they've somehow managed to keep in Scamitalia keep them friends or friendly um, even if it's complicated. So it's, it's still complicated. Right, but, right, right, right. Yeah. So now I think we really just have to get to... Oh, wait, uh, sorry, I have one last Eva thing, uh-huh. because it's set up that will be paid off in the next episode, uh, which is Eva is, uh, when they're all, when, when they all get together at, at the, at Nora's place for their little pregame slash bus meeting slash, uh, Nora's delaying tactic, Eva is talking about the wonders of breakup sex, which is the title of our previous, uh, episode. Oh, yes. And then she basically makes this, like, statement about how, like, Norwegians don't go down on, on girls. And it's just, like, a blanket frickin' statement. And yeah. everyone's like, ooh, look, look uh-huh. listen to Eva, our guru. And it's, it's just, like, a, a nice girl moment at the end. But yeah. then it will play off. 
Yes, it will have a payoff later in the next episode. Um, but it is the show does posit that as somewhat of a thing, so maybe there is like a macho thing. I don't know. I yeah. I, I have never been to Norway. <laughs> uh, I don't know how their sexual dynamics like, and that's a very specific detail of sexual dynamics, especially uh, how they work. Um, but yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting, frank conversation about sex, and then uh-huh. just also, like, a funny moment with uh-huh. the girl squad. Um, um, and then, lastly, yeah, now this is really the meat of the episode, which is William, Nora, and Vilda. Yes. To recap... Uh, yeah, why don't you recap what happens in this episode, and then... Yeah. Uh, well, we so, to, about... to go back a little bit, we, everyone knows who William is. He's the asshole of the school. In the first season, uh, he's one of the penetrators. In the first season, he hooked up with Vilde, uh, and then basically was an ass to her. And then, and this is important, we had a whole discussion in the finale about whether or not William apologizes to her out of his free will or because Nora makes him apologize to Vilde. Yes. And we definitively have our answer. And I can't believe we didn't remember this because it's literally the engine for the first couple of episodes, which is... William is still an asshole who does not do this out of the goodness of anything in his heart. Yeah, because Nora promised him a date if if he would do this apology. Yeah, so basically, we start the season with this uh, trade-off that happened at the end of the first season, which is William apologized to Vilda, now Nora owes him a date. And he has been patient enough. He's waited three months. You know, the whole time. What a gentleman. The whole time the show was not on the air. A charmer. And he wants payment. He wants his date. Yeah. He wants his pound of flesh. Though. Yeah. The problem is that <laughs> That's a totally different expression. by apologizing to Vilde, she has now once more uh, fallen for William and uh-huh. is again trying to get his attention. So this episode is essentially, we don't have that many uh, Williamson, so I'll just recap them a little bit. Uh-huh. Basically, most of what we see is that William is around the girls and is texting her and giving her, like, it's supposed to be, like, sexy, intimidating looks, but it's a little, like, creepy creepy we'll, and intense. Oh, yeah, we'll break those down. Uh, where he will try to get her to, basically, he's like, you're beautiful, and then he'll kind of insult her a little bit. And then she'll say, I'm not going to do what you want me to say. And then he will use Vilda to get his fucking way. Yeah, he basically manipulates the situation. Over to, and over yeah. again to get his way. Yeah. Uh, and to get Nora to to agree to go, finally go on yeah, a date. So and that's where the episode ends, basically, right? Yeah, so basically it, we have, we, it happens twice. He, they're sitting in like, a, I don't know, common area, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, you stole me the date. And then she makes up all these excuses. Uh, he says, he says Friday. She's like, oh, I have a meeting with my boss and that's more important. So then he texts Vilde and tells her about a party. So now she wants to go. Now everyone wants to go. Now, again, she's trying to do this complicated thing where she gets out of it. Right, so the, so the so what they're gonna what she ends up wanting to do is or what they're all gonna do is have a pregame drinking slash bus discussion at uh, at Nora's place and then, and then go to the party yeah. and then at the part at at that pregame event party. Uh, but first, I want to say something before uh-huh. that. So why the reason that I was like I had to I had to write it down because it made me so angry. But I can also see myself in another setup, like, not hating it. But, okay, so he maneuvers the situation, manipulates the situation so that they all decide to go to the party. Vilda says we're all going to the party. Um, 
and then he texts her, you lose. Yes, okay. <laughs> I have, okay, I, hmm, so much I want to say. Let's just finish up with okay. what actually happened. Okay, so, so then we go to the pregame. Yeah. Um, it's the girls hanging out. It's fabulous. It's them uh-huh. being their charming selves. Nora has had the brilliant idea, brilliant, I emphasize that sarcastically, yes, please. to pay Eskild to come in and hit on Vilda. Vilda to, like, I guess kind of, like, make her realize there's other guys out there. Yeah. Um, and, and then here's, here's the comment that she says where I realize, again, how... Nora thinks she's better than everyone else. I know exactly what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> Where he's like, well, I'm very gay. Like, I think... don't you think I'll set off some gaydars? <laughs> and then she's like, Vilda does, Vilda's very naive. She doesn't she... even know what gay is. And yeah. I'm like, what universe do you think that <laughs> she lives in? Yeah, what a harsh and assessment. Then, yeah, and then we see that payoff. Like, he does, he's late because he's Eskil and he doesn't know what time is. Yeah. Uh, but he <laughs> does eventually show up wearing, I gotta say this, the Jesus t-shirt, which is a very important part of season three. Isak <laughs> and both Evan wear that t-shirt. It's like, that t-shirt goes around, Oh, guys. the t-shirt, yes. And yes. actually, the first time Evan saw Isak, he was wearing the Jesus, Jesus shirt. Shirt, yeah, yeah. I uh, think that Evan, that Isak doesn't own any clothes. This is my new theory. Just <laughs> he just takes them from people. Yeah, but um, anyway, but he's trying to be very broy at first. Yeah, he can't help himself. But he's it's, like, mm, no beer. I want some wine. wine. <laughs> and and Vilda loves the attention, but it seems very obvious that she knows that he's just like. Yeah, I mean, he's dancing to Lady Gaga. Like, yeah, no. Well, first is Britney. Oh says, right, he says he's like Britney, Britney bitch. bitch. Yeah, come and, on. And then when he tries to like kiss her, or whatever, she's like, well, aren't you aren't you gay? Like, right. Yeah. So. What I'm saying is, like, Eskil is not fooling anyone. And uh, Nora has a low opinion of Vilda. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then how does... Oh, and then this whole time, while all this stuff is going on, William is trying to text her or call her. Text her and call her both. She's refusing both. And uh, so then he calls Vilda. Well, first he snapshots her. Uh, Oh, I don't remember that, but yeah. Yeah, because I wrote, Snapchat! Uh, And then he calls her. And then this is such a good moment because... He calls her, and then he asks for Nora. Yes. It's just so fucking... What a fucking asshole. I'm and, sorry. And that I know whole want to curse. moment. Yes. But um, it's very difficult. I know. And previously, actually, when, when they were at the table and he was texting from across the room, Eva almost brought up the William thing and Nora. Yes. And, and Vilda is like... Vilda, what, what are what you talking, are you talking about? about? Yeah. What, and Nora what just Nora... shuts it down. Yeah, she's like, don't say anything, don't say anything. Uh, which I think, maybe we'll table this for when we do the second uh-huh. episode, but that, it it's it's about Nora's motivations and what that the whole yes, thing means. Yeah, and the bad decisions she makes. If she had just been honest with her right there, I mean, there would be no episodes. <laughs> but... but uh, if she had the respect for it, for Vilda, so and, that's what and I been think. Like, Here's it's what's it's going a lack on. of respect and a lack, and she's just not valuing Vilda as a person as and as her friend. Right, like, looking looking down on her. Right, it's this. Nora has this need to to parent, but more than anything, to control. Right, uh, and I and I, I assume it comes from our life of. Parents who are event who essentially must have a lot of money but must be really shitty. Right, right, um, right. Well, and also I think it's related to her feelings towards William because yes, yeah, she yeah. is super. Uh, I don't know. At least turned on by him. Yes. Um, and if even if she's not necessarily into him at, in a relationship way, um, and and she's very conflicted about that because her rational mind knows that that's that that's wrong that he's an asshole. Um. She, 
but she is enjoying the attention. Yeah. And I think she then becomes very conflicted when she realizes Vilda is beginning to have feelings again for him. Him, yeah. And she's sort of, I don't know if jealous is the right word, but she's trying to maneuver the thing yeah, so, that, so, that, and so that Vilda's feelings get shut down. Yes, before anything can escalate. Yes, and on the one hand, it's like, well, she knows William's not interested, and she just wants to protect her friend, but if she really wanted to do that, the mature way to do that would be to yeah. talk to Vilda and explain, and explain what's going the, on. explain the situation. Yes, 100%. Uh, yeah, so basically, in that phone call, William makes it clear that if he wants her to stop using Vilda, then he she has, she has to, to go she on, has to pay up date, and yeah. go on the date and then he's like next Friday this is what we're doing right. and, she, and she agrees to and that's right. sort of what we end on. So oh uh, one note that uh-huh. doesn't have anything to do with that actual discussion. Uh-huh. Uh Nora is wearing what I think is my favorite Nora outfit. That yellow. Yeah, it's I like, know it's so interesting. It's like a yellow sweater turtleneck situation with like black suspenders. Black suspenders, and I don't know. She just looks the the. I think she looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very like eighties Devo kind of. Yeah, she yeah, looks yeah. like she's in the eighties music video. Yeah, but she does look like that all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. true. She does like eighties looks. She has like the broad shoulders, yes. the kind of mannish. Yep. But still feminine. Yep. Um, pants and 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 blouses. Um, anyway, okay, so to go back to your <laughs> loser comment, uh, or sorry, not loser, you lose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've come up with a chart. <laughs> okay. There's three categories of William things, uh, that I feel like I could categorize. Okay. Well, I uh-huh. just want to say, in this episode, I pretty much just hate him. I actually don't yeah. hate him in the second episode. I think there's some interesting stuff there. Um. Okay, that's complicated. Yes, I, I, I mean... I hate is a strong word. I do not hate, hate William at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, William is a, a character that in this episode I think mainly comes off as a jerk. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. And in the next episode, um, interesting stuff comes out, but the show does something where I feel like they're validating him in a way yes. that I think he doesn't deserve yes. to be. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that in a fag. Okay, so um, three categories. One, creepy as fuck. So... <laughs> Anything that's like a manipulation of the level that he pulls off yes. here is creepy. Calling uh, Vilda no, they... and using her and using her as leverage to pressure because because Nora that into a date is because is messed up. That is not an awareness of feeling. Like it's not that he doesn't know how Vilda's feeling, and you can make some sort of it's excuse. the opposite exactly, and that makes it so hard to root for him. Yes, because he's completely lacking in empathy. And it I and, seems. and that exactly, and that's what a lot of people I think react to when they're like, "Oh, she's manipulated here and there," and it, and that is it is it is a trope. It is such a trope, and I have seen this trope done well, and I have read stuff where it happens, and I am okay with it. It is again to the level that he takes it, and I think that it's the fact that he involves Vilda to that extent. Yeah, it's the amount of things yes it is a trope and it's the sort of like persistent guy even though she keeps saying no he's gonna ask every day until she finally says yes yeah. and there's a very sweet version of that arguably yeah. maybe only and, and even and even with like the bad boy thing like whatever yeah it yeah, works. yeah yeah um but I think it's the pure amount of it and the degree to which he involves Zilda. And then the degree to which he vindicates himself in the next episode. Yes. That is super... Which, okay, just that's complete. That's, yeah. yeah. So, um, category one, creepy as fuck. <laughs> uh, wait, I wrote this down. What was my category two? Find it. I believe in you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, which is... What, what's my example for that? Uh, or, or like, I don't know, but I'm creeped out anyway. Okay. Uh, which I think is like, 
now I'm totally blanking out on on their scenes. I think there aren't any in this episode. No, this episode and is... And that's I, why yeah, this I can't think of well, any. Well, maybe we can come back to that. In the second one, if, yeah. Um, okay, like a stupid one from the second one is when he opens the door, or he, rather he when he when he actually picks her up, he doesn't come out of the car, he just like opens the, the door, door from inside. And it's like, there's nothing... Wrong about it. Horribly wrong about it, but I'm still creeped out anyway. And then the third one is the kind of the even lighter version of that, which is like, this is actually fine. It's the context it's in that makes it creepy as fuck. So basically, they're all creepy. Yeah, and, um, and I think and the you lose one for me is that third category because like that's a very flirtatious, fun thing. Yes, you could totally see a hundred percent. Um, in a consenting, friendly, flirty, reciprocated flirtation. Yeah, someone saying and, I that. I mean, even if it came later in the season when we are much more aware of. Yes, she does want this. Right. Like, it would it, it would be okay. It's the fact, I don't, something about when he says it then, and, and I'm just, just like, freaking intense he is about it, where I'm just like, dude, this guy is not playing with a full deck. Um, yeah, I think it's, and I wonder it's a little bit what you were saying, like, the actor and his age and all of that. There right. Is, there is just, like, a manly intensity to yeah. him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That is, it's it's a lot. William is a lot combined in, with the plot elements, the story yeah. they're telling. That it just he's he's just a lot in this episode, and basically the whole point is to get us to that date, which we're gonna see in the mm-hmm. second episode. Um, and like it, like I said, theoretically, there's nothing about what happens in this episode that I have I have reacted well to it in the past. But he in this episode, he he just comes up as a jerk to me, and the fact that we sort of get this confirmation that he has learned nothing uh-huh. from the past uh, couple uh-huh. of months, uh, it just rubs me the wrong way. I think the show has a real ambivalence towards his character, or maybe ambivalence is the wrong word. It's like they want to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah, they want him to be a bad boy who you're a little bit like ooh about, but they want him to be benign to just yeah. be the sort of sweet I mean that his pursuit of Nora is genuine and yeah. out of genuine feelings for her which you know they end up having a relationship and the, like there's truth to that yeah 100% um, but it, I don't I, when, when he feels for her later on like I don't doubt it at all right it's um, just the, the way that we get there kind of taints it a little bit to yeah. me for me yeah, and so so that's where this, like, duality, it's like they're trying to have it both ways with his character, and it's just, it just makes me uncomfortable. I can't think of any other way to, I can't, I don't think I dislike it, I don't think I hate it, certainly, um, but it makes me super uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, and I, and again, I've, I, because I, I keep trying to think of other characters of this type that I enjoy, and what, why, what, what makes it okay with them and not with here, mm-hmm. like... Well, I think, and I think we'll talk about that in a in sec. The next, yeah. In the next sense, it comes but up more there. yeah. So maybe do you want to kind of like wrap let's it up? Let's transition into yeah, the next Yeah, let's transition episode. to the yeah. next episode. Which so season two, episode two is called "You Lie to a Friend and Blame Me." So there's actually not a lot of the girl squad. I don't think there's a little bit, but not too much. Mm-hmm. But it's mainly all Yuna's and Eva related, actually. Yeah, it's all there's Yuna's and Eva, and then William. I would say those those are like really the things to talk about. Do you want me to sort of refresh you? Uh, yeah. So I would I would like to start talking about this episode just about, like, Jonas and Eva again. Yeah. So we get the continuation of the setup of, like, their, of her, like, cool girl act. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to be friends even though we're broken up. But then he clearly just blew her off on Friday and she's still trying to play it cool. And there's, there's actually a surprising amount of Jonas in this episode even though he's 
barely in it. Yeah. Uh, but his his presence looms <laughs> over sort of everything. Yes. Uh, where where Nora, Nora is once again concerned about how Eva's going to get hurt because she's sort of sensing that this whole friendship thing is going to ultimately hurt Eva more than it does. So she's trying to... She gets a sense that there's, like, people in the school talking about you and us. She doesn't know quite yet why. But she's trying to talk to Eva to basically be like, you need to move on. He's moving on. This relationship is not equal as it is right now. Mm-hmm. And Eva is really resistant to that at first. Uh, when, yeah. when Nora brings up the Tinder, she, yeah. like, shuts it down. Yeah. And then... Why don't she kind of turns it on Nora? Yes. And then she kind of turns it on Nora, which is great. Um, basically, she... Yeah, Eva's, like, trying to really curious to get Nora to open up about her own uh, love life, and Nora's, like, basically a lot of this two episodes is Nora shutting down things. Uh Uh-huh. She's like, nope. Right. Nope. Yeah. She's like, Spanish, let's talk about Spanish some more. (laughs) Yeah. and Emma kind of like laughs and let it be, lets it be. Yeah. But but it is definitely still in her mind. Yeah. Is this also the, also the episode where Vilda asks her if she's a lesbian? Yes. This yeah. is the episode where. So, uh, yeah. So essentially, the whole Eunice thing. We we then get like a slow mo sort of scene of him in the yard, and everyone's like talking about him and like whispering. And this is when Eva's like, "Wait, what? What happened?" And this is when uh Sarah and Ingrid uh, Ingrid yeah inform us that Eunice. Um, the rumor on the street the rumor that has made him uh a legend in the school right now is that apparently he went down on a girl and made her come and she was a third year also very important an older older woman yes and the way that they play it is so funny Eva's face just like falls Veiled is kind of like but Eva who told us and again Nora walks in shut it down shut it down shut it down no 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 don't talk about it And then through this all, Eunice is making their way towards them, and they're all, like, gossiping about him. Yeah. Uh, it's an epic, like, I just made a girl come, slow yeah. walk. <laughs> and he's like, hey! And everyone's just so awkward and perfect and amazing. Uh, this is also where, I think this is the scene where Isak just bails as soon as Eva yes, arrives, yeah, that we talked about. Yeah, and it's just great. Everyone just sort of, like, needs to get the hell out of there uh-huh. as soon as possible, because Eva's now processing this whole information uh-huh. that we get the hint is kind of like world changing for her because the next time we see her she has finally agreed to open that tinder profile right right yeah and she's begging eva i'm sorry nura to go with her on a on a double date double date or, or yeah, something yeah yes yeah uh, yeah this is where we get the moment where vilda ask her ask nura if she is a lesbian and nura's oh, like right. no <laughs> um and it's also where we get like sort of the second of nura's Blatantly not good decisions. Yes. I mean, just... I so, mean, you get so basically, it, but... this date is supposed to happen on... What day do you think, Liska? I don't know. Could it be Friday? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, it's Friday. Everything important happens on a Friday uh, in Norway, in case you didn't know. And Nora cannot go, probably because she doesn't want to, but more than that, because she has plans with uh, William. Oh, William, yeah. She has a date, and she cannot... She cannot... She has to go. She has to pay up. She has to like check that to-do list item off yeah. her list so instead of like being honest or saying whatever she comes up with um she says it's like Eskil's birthday and they have they're having like a small intimate dinner and yes. no one else can come she lies she but, lies and here's the thing that never changes when season four happens uh-huh. i remember a lot of people being like 
something's going on with Nora. How did you, how do we know? Because every time they ask her anything, she comes up with a lie about her roommates right. and like gets the hell out. That's so, so true. Yeah. So it is something that is like very true yeah. to her character. Like yeah, yeah, she, and it, and it is it comes to. I mean, she has. It's very in line with her character, who is um who does put on this very polished look in her clothing and mm-hmm. makeup, and she always says the right thing. Um, but she is, and she's very open, but she's also keeping people at a distance. And part of keeping people at a distance is that she doesn't want to admit that she's going on a date, date with, with William. William. Yes. I mean, partly there's the Vilda complication of it all. But it's just also... hurting her feelings. But it's also that she thinks that admitting to this is admitting, goes against everything that she stands for. Yes. And yes. that's, and that's what I do like about the trope to yes. some extent. Yes. Like, that's what appeals to me. She's like, here's this guy who's every single thing that I hate. And totally. I am, and, and she believes it. She's not lying when she sh- she hates all Absolutely, those things. Absolutely, yeah. But then she sees them all in the William package, and she cannot stay away. Yeah, and I and, love that. And she kind of hates herself for it. Yes. but yeah, it's such it's it so that really so well. that part is amazing. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where we leave Eva and Jonas, which is uh definitely a more awkward awkward space than before. And Eva is like, maybe my friend is right, and I right. have to start seriously considering right uh moving on and no wait before we move on <laughs> we can't finally talk about jamila because that's oh yeah also the scene where they show up so yeah. basically at the end of this whole discussion the girl squad is all together and we have another slow-mo because that's because it's the show because it's scum where we see a bunch of um muslim girls with their hijabs and their um fluffy coats they're all black like yeah. it's like very coordinated just sort of like walk by by um sauna and kind of like give her a stink eye uh, yeah that's exactly the phrase i was gonna use and for uh, sure. and everyone's like who are they what's wrong with them um, and, and sauna's like in her like angry face she's like oh that's jamila she's like engaged to my brother yes and the girls are all shocked about that because she's 17 yeah or his her brother is 17 and they're like um and and i can't remember they ask something about it and they, well they say they say why would she be engaged is it, oh yeah, it's an arranged marriage. Feel yeah. to ask. It's, it's an arranged, arranged marriage? marriage, and she's like, no, no they just want to have sex. Uh, yeah, they just want to <laughs> have sex, uh, and it's yeah. It's so in in the sort of themes of the season, which I think are among among which are I think um, one's relationship with sex, like how, yeah, like how we navigate relationships and sexual relationships yeah. in modern society. Uh, For sure, we, we they're have... nicely touching on a little bit of like a cultural thing where part of that is some for some groups for some people it's 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 marriage it's tied to marriage you, and that's pretty yeah. much yeah that's pretty yeah. much it especially when it comes to to, to females i think like, yeah the, yeah it, it, like, i'm not we can talk more about that in season four but like definitely like there is this expe- expectation that like if jamila wants to have sex then jamila's getting married at 17 i don't think she actually gets married at 17 i think she's just engaged yeah uh to the to sana's older brother who never gets a name by the way like because it's not the brother. It's not the brother. It's, not, it's yeah. not the brother that we know. It's someone else. Uh, but anyway, neither here nor there. And I found that fascinating because Jamila is amazing, and and uh, it's gonna take us a million years to find that out. Do you know what? I barely remember this plot line, so I'm excited to see what. I mean, it essentially, turns out to be. I know it's a beef between them. Well, no, essentially, it's about what the show is: our insecurities. Ah, and it's more Sana projecting than anything else oh that's true i do remember it being like yeah the nine on yeah it's, the ba- it's it's a lot of sauna 
own insecurity about who she chooses as friends and how she chooses to lo- lose her, live her life where uh-huh. she thinks everyone else is judging me even right. when they're probably coming from a place of love, however misguided it might be. Right. But she can't see that because right, right, she's right, also right. a person whose world is black and white, just in a different way. Yes. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, so then we get to Nora and Wilhelm, and pretty much the rest of the episode is yeah, the date, Yeah, it's the right? date, but I do want to mention one thing, uh-huh. because the idea that comes up over and over, and that we're going to talk about now, is, like, what is what is Nora's motivation for accepting this date, for going on this date, and right. all that, because Eskil comes into the room right before she leaves for uh-huh. the date, and it's really funny. He's like, oh, why, why does your friend Eva say that it's my birthday? Yeah, why did she just wish me happy birthday? <laughs> um. Which leads Nora to basically tell him the whole story because she needs to tell someone. Like, yeah. bottom line. And she can't. she feels like she can't trust her friends because she knows on some level that what she's doing is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love... I love it. But she can't, like, humble herself. No. And just admit that she's a complicated person. Yep. And that even though she thinks it's wrong, she's super attracted to this guy. Yep. Uh, and Eskil is kind of, like, the first one to call her on her bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Which like, one of his best roles. Yeah. I mean, that's that's show. what he does ama- amazingly. Like, oh, my God. He's he's your supportive friend who you're like, oh, look at him. He's, like, friend and it, fun and amazing. And then he's like, I'm fun and amazing, but I am also the truth bomber. Yeah. <laughs> I will sit you down and be like, girl, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? Here's some wisdom. Yes. Take it. Well, it's like, I'm not just saying this because he's gay. It literally was the first thing that popped up in my mind. I'm sorry. But it's like, if you've ever listened to any interviews with the guys from Queer Eye, Jonathan Van Ness, he's like, of, out of mo- mo- all of them, he's the most flamboyant. Mm-hmm. He has long hair. He's the one who does uh, hair and whatever. When he talks about subjects that matter I have never like he is so learned and so smart and so amazing and like the way that he talks I love I love listening to him talk uh that's cool and I really feel like I've learned so much from him I will never forget this interview where they were asked like oh what if the baker from the baker who refuses to oh the gay wedding cake yeah what if like you were to like uh what if you're asked to make over them and, and like, all of them are like, well, maybe this and that. And he's like, no. <laughs> and then he goes and he explains to you why no. Right, right, like, right, right. Like, why, why that decision. Yeah, yeah. So not he a, also has, like, very strong principles. Yes, he has very, yeah. And it's like, he's like, oh, you think I'm the, because he's the one who calls you, like, goddess and, and gorgeous uh-huh. and whatever. But no, like. But you cross him, you do something wrong, and he He will, will say, say you're right. That. He will yeah. say you're right, and he is a principled, uh-huh. very intelligent man. Yeah, I have a friend like that from New York. She's awesome. And she, I just, when I was in New York this summer, I had uh, dinner with her, and I was reminded of how she is that person in your life who will say, who just, just be very honest and say, like, no, this is wrong. You shouldn't do this, <laughs> whatever, you know, it is. Um, you gotta have one of those in your yeah in when your life, uh, at least yeah, one yeah Scamatalia just had the scene where where Martino says the homophobic shit about I'm gay but I'm not that gay <laughs> and uh, the it, their character of their name of their Esquil is Filippo uh, and he's just like excuse me I am disappointed in you my son and it's like as harsh and I I I'm excited to talk about it when you see it because it's like it's a version of the of the same speech obviously uh-huh. but it still feels very. Uh, specific to uh, uh-huh. so Italy and Italian culture and all of that stuff, um, where the whole thing is different because uh-huh. of you know the Vatican. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's also a lovely character from what we've seen so far. Okay, so now, oh, one last thing. Well, as Nora is getting ready, 
uh, she looks out on her, I think, her wall, and there's the printout of basically what everyone associates as one of the themes of this season, and if maybe not the whole show, which is everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind, always. Yes. Um, I love that quote. So I love that quote a lot. I love what it means because I think that's supposed to be uh, Nora's arc, really. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, it, it does, it is effective in doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's just beautiful that that's what Nora looks yeah. to as yeah, sort of for sure. aspiration of yeah. the life and the type of person that she wants to be. Absolutely. Um, and, I, and it gets her in the mindset to on the date. I think, funnily enough, uh, it makes the audience, I think, also... Yeah. If you've been very angry with William up until this point, I think you should yeah, uh, kind of be like, okay, let me, well, let me like, at least think about what yeah, he well, has to well, say. Well, this is a show that we've talked about, like, sometimes had to cut corners in terms of, like, budget and whatever... And yet, everything they put on a wall, everything we see has a purpose. There's mm-hmm. a reason that alt or love became, like, the symbol of the show. Uh, and it's literally a thing that's in fucking in the wall in yeah. the background. And this serves a similar purpose. Like, this is what they've highlighted. This is what uh-huh. Dora's, like, guiding principle is. And it should be yours, uh-huh. too. Totally. Uh, and so now we're supposed to be looking at this whole season, sort of, I think, through that scope. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's the thing, like, <laughs> not to bring it back to the scam remakes... But as in any fandom, there's fucking pettiness all the time. Right. Uh, and I just either want to always scream at them, be kind. Right. Or alter love. Because it ultimately, like, it's all shitty stuff that no one cares about. Yeah. Um, it's fine when it's uh, little things. Like, did you know? You haven't seen it yet, but I'll show you a picture. That Martino was supposedly a redhead. I thought he was brunette. But they call him a redhead, and then it was this whole fight online about whether or not he was a redhead. Oh, good. Uh, and then looking at pictures to be like, well, I guess, I mean, he's not ever red, but he's not a brunette, so I guess <laughs> those I can deal with. But uh-huh. when you are being shitty uh-huh. and constant, ugh, fandom fucking sucks sometimes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, I'm talking about things that suck. No. Uh, <laughs> nice transition. Uh, no, now, now let's actually get to... Okay, yeah, so the date itself. The he date takes it to this, like hilltop overlooking the city. It looks like those 1950s makeout spots yes. in American movies where they yeah. like park to go necking. Uh, but yeah, and he, it's cold, obviously, because Norway, so he's brought her hot chocolate. And a she's, blanket. And a blanket. She's being very passive-aggressive. Just yeah. Like, she's oh, like, amazingly <laughs> passive-aggressive. She's, like, not saying a word, which, to the point where I even began to feel bad for him. Well, a little bit, and I also loved... This is, like, this, is, this is where I'm like, before he opens his mouth, mm-hmm. I'm kind of a little bit on his side on this scene. Yeah. And his amused face throughout. Like, uh-huh. it's well done. Because she's being a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, and I see it and I'm like, I know, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> on this, we're on the same page. Uh, anyway, he tells her this nice story about, like, uh, being his grandparents' house and how, like, he's a freak, all the paintings, used to freak him out and he liked the one room, the TV room, and um, I can't remember what the point of the story is, to be honest. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of endearing. Yeah, it's kind of endearing. I don't know if there is a point. He, she also kind of puts a stop to it, I feel, but maybe I'm Okay, so we never, like, kind of get to the point of it. Um, Yeah, he's, I I don't know, but it is a nice story. Yeah. Okay, but here's, and then, well, uh okay, well then, and her response to this is to essentially say what we've been saying, which is, I, she recognizes everything that he's doing as cliche bullshit. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's like, I'm not gonna fall for it. Um, and that's, that's her point. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not gonna fall for it. This is where she stands. 
even though we know that she's lying to herself and that's obviously if you know anything about the story that's not where this storyline's gonna end right. guys it's not like they're never gonna see each other again clearly not but then they go on to have this conversation that is both very interesting and infuriating yes yes so much so he's kind of defending himself and he's saying okay the first infuriating thing which i absolutely can't believe the show let's go is that he says i didn't pressure you he's like how did i pressure you and that just makes my head explode yeah, i just it's wrote gaslighting I, yeah i just if you wrote, cannot like, tell how he pressured her then some like you are a psychopath <laughs> like something is wrong and yeah, I, I think I think I wrote consent somewhere. I which, have no idea. Yeah, which I you know it's fine that it's fine for the show to have the character defend himself. Yeah. But the show needs to acknowledge at some point, and maybe they do, and I just forgotten. Yeah. Um, that he is wrong. Yeah. Like, and that he's like, even if he is like, well, I you I couldn't get you to come any other way, or like I tried the regular way or something. Right. But he just disagrees. He flat out says, yeah, like, I didn't pressure you. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what you're talking it's, about. It's the equivalent of, like, uh, and I've had this argument with men. It's a it's a guy thing, I think, of, like, if, like, you always have a choice mm-hmm. with, without acknowledging the fact that when someone has a gun to your head, metaphorically, obviously, in this case, um, you don't really have a choice. It's, yeah. like, a choice between something awful and something slightly less awful is not a real yeah, choice. Yeah, and even if we question her motivations for going on this date, I do not question that she felt helpless to a certain extent. Right, totally. Uh, because she did feel like she was risking something by saying no, and, and she wasn't willing to risk that. Absolutely. Uh, and so she, she, she made a choice. Yeah, sure. Her hand but or she, her arm was twisted into yeah. it. That's absolutely true. And Which is like, okay, that's one problem, well, fine. But then to deny it is gaslighting. And I know that's a term that gets tossed around a lot in fandoms. Yeah. Uh, so I don't use it lightly. Yeah, I know, and it's a term that I've said that and, who was the other one? Uh, I guess abusive? Right. It's, it's two terms that get used in fandoms a lot of the time when you just don't like a relationship. So w- <laughs> when I try to use it, you, I try... You want to mean it. Uh, yeah. yeah. It has to be real. But I mean, really, the definition of gaslighting. We've used it with Yunus, a person that we love. Yes. Because he is he is gaslighting her at times. But it's like half of, or even less the, it's the like, degree of this. Yeah, his the degree that William takes it to... It's fucking weird and, and again, creepy. Going back to the thing about you know he he's so serious and he has that deep voice. It's it it just like sent a chill down my spine uh, when I watched it. And I was like, this guy is again not playing with a full deck. I don't trust him. Yeah, I don't feel safe or comfortable around him. And that's like what I need in order to empathize with uh, Nora's yeah feeling of like of of falling in love with him. I mean, yeah. that's, like, the number one, I think, the trust and safety yeah. is, like, the number one thing you need. Yeah, I can I can see the appeal to a certain extent, but I kind of want to tell the actor to tone it down yeah, just a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Uh, and again, if you, like, fill in the blanks. Okay, and here's another thing. Um, very much this is, like, the Pride and Prejudice model, right? Like, you have... Yes. He's, uh, uh, we forgot about one thing. The sister? That I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to mention that. Because watching this and thinking about Pride and Prejudice, I realized, okay, so, like, in shows, I've noticed, it's a trope, that when you have a jerk guy, if he has a sister who he cares for, um, it, it like, softens him. It's, like, an, an immediate way to, okay, like, but also, make someone I know you're not a huge fan of Pride and Prejudice, but uh-huh. I can talk to you about how Pride and Prejudice deals with consent and how it actually, most oh, of this oh, is, we're gonna have a long most of discussion. this is people mis, getting the wrong 
tropes from Pride and Prejudice. Yes, I totally agree. But anyway, just a small yeah, yeah, toss-off yeah. thing. Uh, thinking about Pride and Prejudice in context of yes, this, the made sister. me realize the sister is yeah. in Pride and Prejudice. Yes, I had even, I was like, oh, yep, she's right, 100%. That's where it comes from. Yep. <laughs> but like Bellamine, 100, has a yeah. sister, and even though he's a complete jerk for the first, like, it, it's half It's a supposed season. to humanize. It's the first hint of... There's some, everyone you know is fighting a battle you know nothing about, yes. and like there's this kindness, and then there's this human side yes. to them. Uh, it's like they're save the cat almost. Well, and and it's really interesting because again with this uh, having your cake and eating it too thing, Vilde is trying to use it as an argument to say he's a good guy because look at right. his tragic backstory, <laughs> and then Eva is all like. I mean, sorry. See, it's, I'm so used to talking I about know, Eva. I know, me too. I know, me and too. And then Nora is all like, "That's bullshit." But also, but like, also, you can see in her yes. face. You can see in her face that yeah. shift of like, she. I think she looks at him one more time when yes. that happens, and she's like, "Oh, he is human. He has a sister. <laughs> like a dead that's, sister. That's dead what, sister. oh, a dead sister. You're gonna right. like it's it's not dead baby trope, but like dead sister trope. Uh, they also, I think, in that scene, mention him getting in a fight, which I think is gonna come back. In yeah, the plot. and they mention his brother too which is all stuff that's gonna happen oh I don't remember the brother but yeah, yeah it's all stuff that's gonna play until yeah. later in the season so William's brother William's dead sister uh, William having a tendency to get into fights fights um, so okay so and you can probably speak to Pride and Prejudice a lot more articulately than I can what the only thing out of it that I kept thinking watching this scene is the thing about Pride and Prejudice is that they're both kind of let's say jerks to yeah. be less crude for half the book yeah. to each other. Yes. And then they both realize, hey, I was a big jerk back there. Yes. They own it, they apologize, and then they're ready to, like, be yeah. okay with and each other. And you see that in the way that he addresses her. You see that in the way that she addresses him. Because one of the things that, uh, that she does here, uh, to a certain extent, is I'm going to give you a list of everything that's wrong with you. Uh, you're right. selfish, you're this, right. you're that. And that's kind of what uh, Elizabeth does in the first proposal. Then his response... Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, his response is to, okay, I was wrong, and then he leaves. Then when he comes back the next day, he brings her a letter. But it's not a letter saying, you're wrong, you suck. It's a letter, first of all, saying, don't worry, I'm not going to bring the thing that made this awkward again. Uh-huh. I just want to address some of the points you made. Uh, you were wrong about this, but also, it turns out, I was wrong about this and this and this. Right. And then he says, I'm never going to bring it up again. And he doesn't for like a hundred pages. And when he does bring it up, it's kind of like, this is the last time I bring it up. If I, I promise, if you say no, I will never never, ever speak to it again. Which is so completely different from the first time where he's like, I'm the coolest fucking shit in the world. And I'm going to insult your family now. Exactly. His behavior changes. He listens to what she says. And he kind of is like, yeah, maybe I should stop being so much of a jerk. And he helps her sister. And he does does all these things. things. So then you have this conversation where she's essentially trying to call him out for all the shit that he's done up. And in the his response is like, nope. Yeah. You're exactly. wrong. His response is like, nah. You just not looking at it from my perspective. Well, everyone's got a fucking perspective, dude. Like, that's not enough. At some point, you have to kind of acknowledge the things. Yeah. Like, the p- parts that are not right, that are not yeah. fair. And even. I mean, that are not good. Yeah, and even the one or two times where he makes, like, some sort of. It, it, I mean, it is kind of fascinating to see into his mind. Right. That's what I appreciate about the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Where he's like, well, I, de- I was deliberate in how mean I was to Vilda because I was trying to get her to back off. To which her point is like, well, couldn't you have done it a better way? To which the answer is yes. Yes. Yes, he could have. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, every time that he has a counter-argument, I'm saying, my, my response is, 
okay, that makes sense, but also that was the wrong way to do that. Yes, and it's kind of infuriating that sh- that Nora's character kind of lets because, him slide. Yeah, because then he's like, oh, you don't have any response, do you? Right, and, and it's that- like, well, you lose again, like, I won. Uh, and, and the thing, and this is where the episode comes, episode the title comes from, the thing that he keeps trying to use against her as in he's better than her, which he's not, because he's a terrible person uh-huh. to everyone at this point who has yet to learn a lesson, uh, <laughs> is that, oh, you're lying to your friend, you're blaming me. Yes. Now, I mean, the, the messed up part of that is, is that he, he is, like, stating an accurate thing. She yeah. is lying to her friend. It is not wrong. And, um, even his point about, I was mean to Vilda, and then you made me be nice to her, and now look what's happened, she likes me again. It's, like, a fair enough point. The way Nora wanted to handle that situation was probably not, like... No, the wisest, so, but well, it's it's this thing where we have to remember that they're teenagers, and yeah, for a lot of them, teenagers without parental guidance of yeah. any sort, except like literally at this point, uh, Eskild. Yeah, the closest <laughs> thing that Nora and Eskild would have will have to a parent uh, is Eskild, who is still. Just, or the, the closest thing Nora and w- William will have to a parent is Eskild. No, I was gonna say Isaac in season oh, three. Oh, Isaac. Okay, in season three, um, but I was just looking to the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is is that skill? Like, and so, like, he also doesn't know, like, he's a little older and wiser, but, like, apparent he is not. No, no, no. Um, so, so everyone's coming out from this place where they have the best intentions, uh-huh. but ultimately, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so, Nora wants everything in her world to stay the same. She, again, like, she doesn't have this respect for Vilda, which I think that's, there is a lot of Vilda in this, in this season, and the relationship between them now that I think about it, it's one of the ones that is going to... It's one of the most interesting... It, it's one of the most rewarding, parts. I yes, think. One absolutely. of the most rewarding arcs is that. Totally. But as of right now, Nora's doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, Which is a great place for character. Yes. And so it's not like slamming the show. And she is justifying herself. Mm-hmm. Um, Just the, the my literal only, like, I can't get on board with this is uh, the way they justify... The, the way the show seems to think that... William is right. Uh, that William's justification is enough. Yes. And I, I, I can't remember enough detail how the episodes unfold from here. I can't I, either. I, so that I, I'm in this weird pace where I'm like, well, I remember some of the big beats. I remember, you know what I, you know what I remember? The moments I love. Right. I can remember the moments of them that I find romantic, the moments of them that I, like, I find endearing. Those I can remember. But I know that there's shit in between that I hate. Right. But I've deleted it from my right, mind. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I remember some in the end where, like, William has taken his head out of his ass, basically. Yeah. And is, like, a, seems to have become a normal human being, though we don't ever actually, like, necessarily see the reason why. Yes. But okay, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, but right now I'm, like, struggling to think, where do we go from here? Because I don't... I don't know that I agree with the thesis of the show right. in these two episodes, which I still really enjoyed. They were totally, they were yeah. f- really fun to watch. Nora is a really great like uh, main. Like I like uh-huh. her a lot. I like that she's even though we criticize her a lot for being perfect. This two episodes make it very clear that she is not. Yes, which is. Obviously, if she was, she wouldn't yes. be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and in fact, that, like, being perfect is part of her problem. Yes. Yeah. It's, I, I wrote over and over, control. Control. Yeah. Control. Yes. She doesn't know how to handle the world if is, she is not micromanaging every single thing in it. Which is, like, really it. interesting given her backstory. Yeah. And that's where William comes in. He's like, you have this, you have this image of what your life is going to be. You have micromanaged every single thing in your life. And then here I come to it. 
imploded. Yes, he, because he's the exact opposite of what she sort of expects herself yeah. to fall for. Um, and so that makes her question herself, her yeah. beliefs, her Which, understanding again, of other people. super fascinating. Yeah, uh, totally. As we said, I went back and looked at some of my tweets, and uh-huh. I literally said, like, rich, cocky asshole, which is, if you know anything about the TV shows, that's my favorite <laughs> uh, TV boyfriend type. And, like, strong feminist, swoon. Like, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I am I am ready to love them, and yet I can't help by the end of these two episodes to still feel uncomfortable with the choices that they've yeah. made for William. Here's the thing, and I can't remember how the next episodes go, but if, if it just depends on how the next episodes treat Nora's attitude towards William. If she's still sort of, like, pushing back at him and saying, like, no, dude, this is not right, and you need to change so you can... Like, so that, like, yeah, exactly. deserve me, kind of, like, quote, yeah. unquote, um, then that's fine, and then we can work with that. Because, I mean, because that's like I said, literally the whole point, I keep thinking of the examples, the whole point of uh, Lily Evans and James Potter and how they fall in love, it's that fucking arc. A hundred percent. We never she's see the one who's saying, like, stop bullying yeah. this poor kid, yeah. you're a jerk. And then he's like, okay, and then he changes, and then eventually they fall in love, and right. I don't know why J.K. Rowling keeps giving us... Terrible stories no one cares about instead of that one. Because <laughs> oh. she's afraid of it from one writer to another. Ah. <laughs> Take uh, it. It's sorry. always those stories that you're always afraid Yeah, sorry. To I, Fantastic Beast 2 comes out today, technically. Oh. And I am dreading it. Oh, really? Yes. I The, the reactions from some oh, people no. who I trust haven't been the best uh-huh. for reasons that I've already feared. Uh-huh. And I like... I don't want to be the fan that hates and stuff, so I'm in this very complicated space. Right. Just go and enjoy Ready, Ready Redmayne. But, okay, here's the thing. Like, the first one wasn't that great, but he was amazing. Yeah, so. he was amazing, and I'm sure I'll enjoy some elements of it. It's the same way that I enjoy some elements in The Cursed Child, the same way that I enjoy just being in the world of Harry Potter. But they also contradict everything! Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they make no sense. And I just, once I've seen them, I will have more stronger feelings about this, yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah. it's this complicated thing where I feel like J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers don't really know what the fans mm. want. I mean, people are going to see it anyway. It's it's a huge property. Yeah, of course. But I'm like, is this how the Star Wars fans felt with the prequels? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, the circles come back yeah, around. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, uh, Nora is, is our main, and she is shameful of her, her attraction <laughs> her, to this bad boy yep. rich jerk. Yep, uh, he's a jerk and he is rich and yeah. he has a dick car. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about the car. And he has a lot of hair. And he is, I will say, he's very handsome. Okay? I think also, I, I really did think about myself too, like why, what is it, like trying to ask myself what is it really makes me feel uncomfortable and I think one of the things is um, the, these contrasts in the show make me aware of my own programming and how so much of the world around me wants me to think a certain way Mm -hmm. and like all these shows and sort of portray um men and relationships masculinity um as a certain way and there's something that's pushing in me that's pushing back against it yeah and it's just an uncomfortable place to be so the moment I'm thinking of that made me think this is when he opens the door mm-hmm. of the car and he doesn't come out and open the door for her. 
and uh, or he's just being a jerk basically. And I'm very like, is the show wanting me to think this is alpha and cool, or is it wanting me to think I I wasn't sure either because that then, he's a dick. because then they get in the car and that like sort of like that little montage of them driving. It's like it's cool and flashy. It's yeah. like we're in a music video, and I'm just like, okay, again, it's I'm getting these mixed, mixed signals, signals from totally. the show. I see. I mean, is it supposed to be how Nora's feeling? But and yet, the show definitely always has a point of view, and I don't know what the point. Apart from the point of view of the character, I mean, the point of view of the of story, the sh- yeah, and the show that is trying to tell. Yes, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what it is yes. right now. And I think they're almost like too invested in that Nora point of view because I think you're right. I think Nora is both like what a dick, but also I'm turned on. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't like that I'm turned on, and it's just this whole thing, which is exactly mirroring what I'm thinking and feeling, which is fine and good filmmaking, well, good good writing, but just want to know what the show still ultimately judges it, and maybe by the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, I'll feel more firmly a sense of... Yeah, and, and like we said, that. it's an ambitious season. It's it's not just their love story. There is more there's to it. so much plot. There's, there's a lot of plot. There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of interesting discussions to come. And drama. But, but it is all revolving around her and William and yeah. Norhelm and that whole thing. So it is something that we will not be yeah. able to escape talking about. Do you know about. what it is? It's like they they wanted to get through all this plot and so they had to get them in a certain point in the relationship really fast. Because mm-hmm. like the scene that you were talking about with uh, Darcy and Elizabeth where he, where she calls him out on being, she like lists all the reasons and then he kind of not justifies himself but explains himself in mm-hmm. the letter and after that she sees him a little bit differently. Right? I think, yeah. Am I yeah. remembering that right? <laughs> she, well, she's like, oh, maybe I need to reconsider this dude. Yes. Yeah, it's so, not like, I was wrong either. Right, but that comes like halfway through the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, this is, you know, our first real... Conversation. Conversation with yeah. them. So, so I think going with the ambition thing... That, yeah, that's fitting. but 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 that is actually the Pride and Prejudice parallel is really interesting because that is kind of what they're going for. Uh, and a lot, I don't I don't know if it was deliberate, but it is uh-huh. like, it is that is a lot of the tropes of that. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to reread the book. Maybe I like it more this time. I mean, maybe I, honestly, I think a, a large part of the reason I didn't like it was because a I read it in school and you just never liked anything you read in school, and b um, was the language. But I think I'm a more astute reader. <laughs> these I mean, days. I, I also have the six hour miniseries around here. Oh, I love which it. I've never seen. Oh, really? It's more like five and a half uh, hours. Uh-huh. But uh, I have it. I love it. I used to rewatch it, like, yearly, but I haven't in a while. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, we should, maybe we should watch it. Yeah. It'd be, like, my, my yeah. excuse to not have to read another book. I mean, why not? It's yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it's, like, it's got to be a pretty faithful adaptation if it's yeah, six it hours. Yeah, it is. It is very faithful, and then here's the thing where people sometimes hate, like, uh, not fandom, but, like, fanon instead uh-huh. of canon. There's things about the Pride and Prejudice miniseries that have become so iconic that people think it's, like, from the book. Oh, like the jumping in the lake? Yeah, and stuff like, like uh-huh. that, and that's, like, all just, like, the 1995 miniseries. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Colin Firth, and who's the... Who's uh, Jennifer, Elizabeth? uh, Jennifer Ely, or Ellie, or E-H-L-E. She was, <laughs> she was in, a. The conversion movie with, uh, the conversion movie with, uh, Chloe Moritz. Oh, Chloe Grace Moritz? Yeah. And, uh, she plays an American, and then at the end of the movie, our friend Joe is like, she's American, isn't she? And I was just like, no, she's like Lizzie Bennett. There's no way she's American. (laughs) She's American! Oh, she played English in Lizzie. She, okay, so she's like a dual citizen or some shit. Right, okay. And she spent her whole life, like... In both places, uh-huh. but she is technically a American, born in America, <laughs> so like British, uh, British mom or British dad, whatever. And then you they feel would go, so betrayed. I felt betrayed. <laughs> Lizzie Bennet is American. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. No, the only version I've ever seen is the Kira Knightley one. Okay, cool. Which is like it has some good stuff. It has it. some good stuff. Yeah. I I've, I thought Darcy was not very well cast. If yeah, I I've correctly. I've had. We can have a discussion about that yeah, later. I'm not getting fans. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, sorry that we sort of went yeah. off topic. We'll try to edit this down a little bit. Yeah, but anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be talking about uh, the either the next episode or the next two episodes, depending on how long they are next time. And then uh, we'll probably have a little brief uh, sort of uh, discussion of uh, Scam España just to kind of wrap it up. Yep. And then either in the next couple of weeks, we'll also talk about Scam Italia, uh, which is a very popular adaptation of the Isaac and Evan season right now. We're, we want to talk about season one more in detail and then also get into season two. We'll, we'll probably we, do two episodes. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. But uh, if you're interested in that, then download. Oh, yeah. And also, we, we have almost 800 uh, downloads. Which is amazing. Which is like double from the last time we talked about yes. it. So maybe next time it'll be double that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Anna, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, we hope you enjoy our ranting. And yeah, news. you can email us at cryzinorwegian at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at Norwegian, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we also have a Tumblr that no one ever looks at. So don't try there. Uh, <laughs> but Twitter, go for it. Yeah, go uh, for it. Yeah, I really would love to hear back from people and, like, engage in more conversation over these topics. Because, like, you and I have a lot to say about it, but I feel like yeah. there must be so much more, so. Yeah, and like we said, uh, if we're wrong about William, tell us why. We're willing to listen. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we are. All right. Okay, bye.